And that sucks because you don't want to give your time disproportionately to anyone on your team. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your Military Sherpa, Mark Tilsher. Welcome back to the Military Sherpa Podcast, my friends. I am your host, Mark, and we are continuing our Toxic Follower, Toxic Leader series and really digging in today to the empowerment hierarchy. So let's set the tone for that for just a second and then we can dig in. One of the things and the reasons that I'm doing this podcast series is when I was sitting in your chair and even now, sometimes, and I guess maybe even more now than at any time before. Today, I'm having some trouble with my microphones. Sorry about that, teammates. Let's keep it going. I don't like to cut stuff from the podcast. I like to just power through and keep it going. Not because I don't care about you, but I want you to know that 80% is freaking awesome. And so you don't need to be 100% all the time or pretend that you're something that you're not. I do my podcast in one take and I want you to see me. But one of the reasons that I'm doing this podcast series is that it's not always evident why some people are killing it and other people aren't. Like, why do people show up and give it everything that they've got? Why are some people intrinsically motivated and some people are extrinsically motivated? Why are some people doing the bare minimum number of flair and some people are covered in the stuff? Why does the Pareto principle, the 20% do 80% or the 20% get 80%, why is that so stinking consistent across both the military, civilian sector, in the forest, in planets? Why is it so consistent? And what's important as we look at this through the lens of the empowerment hierarchy is that we're using this not to categorize people, but to meet people where they are. I can't expect you to be more than you're capable of being, especially in this moment, mentally, physically. Look at your peace index. If you're at a 50, I can't expect you to perform at an 80. If you're at an 80, I can't expect you to be at 100. But what I can do is I can meet you where you are. So I can invest something in you. And if I do that and I do that well, I can get you from 50 to 80, 80 to 100 and get you to perform at higher and higher and higher levels to be happier and healthier as you do. And one of the things I don't want people to lose sight of as we do our professional development is that at the end of the day, I want you to feel good. I want it to be the best class you've ever been to. You come to my coaching program, it will be. But we can't lose sight of the fact that at the end of the day, it's all about performance. What we do on the field is more important in many cases than how we feel about our training. It's the commitment to getting stuff done that matters. And so if we do this well, we can insist that people carry the heaviest load they can manage and without burning them out. And I think that caveat needs. And the tool that we're using, if you remember, is the empowerment hierarchy. We started talking about it last week. If you didn't listen to that episode, go back. You're going to want to catch up. But the empowerment hierarchy is this idea that we have three levels of engagement inside of our teams, accountable, responsible, and empowered. And the role of leadership is to ensure that the mission is getting accomplished regardless of what level people are at, that people are being held accountable to the bare minimum standard, that they're doing what they're supposed to do. They've got to do that. You have to do that. I don't care if someone's at the accountable level. You've got to hold them accountable at that level more than any other level. They're going to need you to be active in managing them. But your other job beyond simple accountability is that we need to be moving people up the pyramid. If people are already at the top, they're at empowered. Guess what? They need to be thinking about moving into your seat. How do they replace you? What's your exit strategy? How do you sell the business? How do you rank up? How do you level up? These are all things that are predicated on the people at the empowerment level and you grooming them effectively. 
but you should be marching people up. I have this inside of my ecosystem. I have guides that are not on my team, but I'm thinking about where to put them and what to do with them and watching them and observing them. And then I have a team, the people I work with every single day, and I'm always moving people up and shuffling things around. And this year, new organizational structure because it's based on what we need this year and different people are moving into different roles and doing different things. It's a constant march. And so we need to understand each of these levels if we're going to understand how to manage them and effectively lead them. And we're going to start today with the accountable layer. And I touched on it last week. Let's get deep. As we look at the bottom layer, the accountable, what we find is that this is really categorized by some words that we might not like, like compliance. The accountable layer, you're going to find that people are compliant. They're doing the thing. If they're not doing the thing, we need to do something about it. They're wearing their uniform. They showed up in their uniform today. Yay. But you might find at the accountable layer that this is where people tend to push the boundaries the most. I think and refer back to old boot flaps. He was at the accountable layer. And we were out marching one day. You probably heard me tell this story before. And I hear this like step, slap, step, slap. And I finally figured out what was happening. I looked over and the back of his shoe wasn't connected to his boot. It was flapping. So we start calling him boot flaps. He wasn't compliant. I had to lean in and be like, you need to go buy some new boots. He's like, well, I'm getting out of the military. I'm like, great. You're not out of the military today. Go get some new boots. And then I called his first sergeant. I'm like, why'd you send him to my school without these boot flaps? I know that you guys knew he had them. I'm like, yeah, we kind of did. And I'm like, okay, well, what, what, you sent me your problem. No one was taking care of this guy. And I often wonder what would have happened if he just had a strong hand, somebody that had actually leaned in and forced him to be compliant, stand up straight, eyes forward, do the thing. I wonder how he would have felt because he had this misconception that he was going to go work for Delta and nobody was going to care about his performance there. He thought he could just do his job, but if he's not just doing his job now, he's not going to just do his job later. He's going to push the envelope everywhere. Compliance is a hallmark of the accountability tier. Supervision and needing constant vision, correction, encouragement, validation, all these things are important at the accountable layer. And it's a very basic level of trust between you and I. And that level of trust is really predicated on, did I ask you to do something and did you do something? And if you're not doing that consistently, maybe I'm not going to trust you as much. And if you are doing that, then I'll trust you more and more and more. But make no mistake, people at the accountable layer, they lack initiative. They do what they're told to do, but they're often not going to go any further than that. It's what they're told to do and nothing more. And now we have to address, I think, what is the elephant in the room, which is, is being at the accountable layer. And I pondered this for a while, right, especially coming into this episode. And I think it depends. It's not inherently negative to be at the accountable layer. We often want to think that it is, right? Me as a leader, I don't want to surround myself with people at the accountability layer. Don't get me wrong. But it's not inherently negative, but it will inhibit their growth. It's going to inhibit what they're capable of achieving. And the degree to which someone at the accountability layer, the accountable layer has a dissatisfaction with the status quo, meaning they don't want to be in the position they're in. Maybe they think they deserve more pay, more rank, more respect, more notoriety, more trust. The degree to which they want those things and they're not happy that they're not receiving those things, unfortunately, those going to make this more negative. It's going to be negative for them to level. To the degree to which you have to hold them accountable and continue to give them disciplinary action, then yes, this is a negative. But if you can task somebody to accomplish something and they accomplish the something, they've done the minimum. They've done the minimum. And it's difficult to discipline someone for doing the minimum. We can mentor them, but it's tough to get them to do more sometimes without properly motivating. So motivating them is far more important at this point than getting on their But remaining here will absolutely limit their growth. Why? Growth comes with responsibility. Growth comes with failure. Growth comes with risk. And so ambition to grow is crucial. If they don't have ambition to grow, then your expectations for them are going to be quite limited because their expectations for themselves 
And if you remember the three things that I hire for, which I got from Patrick Lencioni, Hungry and People Smart, hungry is one of the key factors when I hire. And if they're not hungry, there's often not a lot we can do to motivate them. So we have to figure out what they incentivize or what they value and incentivize them really. But if they don't have ambition to grow, then being at the accountability level is, or the accountable level is horribly negative. It's just not. And so a few behaviors to reiterate. The accountable level, if you need something, ask me, right? That's what these people are typically going to say. Hey, you need some boss? Let me know. I'll be over here. Give me the checklist. I'm not answering my phone unless you give me a phone. Gosh, I remember back in the day, nobody had phones. And people at the accountable level in the organization wouldn't provide their number for the recall roster. You say, hey, if you need me, come to me. You know, these are the types of behaviors. I don't want to get promoted. There's more responsibility. These things are indicative of somebody being the accountable level. So how do we deal with them? What do we do? First of all, you're going to recognize that a hands-on approach is going to be needed with anyone at the accountability level. If you have got someone at the accountability level, they have just earned your time. And that sucks because you don't want to give your time disproportionately to anyone on your team. These folks have earned it. They're going to need structured check-ins. If they don't want you to be at this level, they, they need to get engaged. They don't want to be micro-suspensed, not micromanaged, but micro-suspensed, structured check-ins. Then they need to do better. They need constant performance reviews. How did you do? You need to constantly let them know where they're meeting standards and where they're not. More than that, you need to bring them high support and high challenge. That high challenge piece means you have got to hold them accountable every single time they come up short. Every time they violate a standard, everyone on your team should know accountability is non-negotiable. But with people at the accountable level, they need it more than anyone else. Because these are the ones most likely to slip below the standard if they're not being corrected. And they will spiral down until they're not doing anything and they're infecting everyone around. Next, you need to incentivize their growth. And with this group, transactional rewards often work quite well. A day off, right? Here's the accomplishment. Here's the reward. Do the thing. Get the carrot. Folks at this level often respond well to that. Hey, we're going to give a half day. We're going to give an extra lot. Whatever those types of things are, you know that food, time off, these are the things that really motivate, especially people at the accountable level. Time off is one, and it goes the other way as well. Give time and take time. So if you need to retrain because tasks aren't being done appropriately, that's taking time away. Might take time away from you too, but understand that that might be necessary. Time is a huge tool with people at the accountable level because they do view this very much like a job. They want to come to work. They want to go home. And so you're going to need to incentivize their growth with things that matter to them. They might not care about awards. They might not care about promotions, but they may care about staying late on Friday, coming in early on Saturday. These things really do, they motivate people to do the bare minimum for sure. And then as you see something in them that they're starting to respond, vision, vision, vision. What can they be? What do you see in them? Highlighting the positive aspects of their personality that maybe nobody has ever tapped into before can do a long, uh, good, uh, good job of getting them to grow towards you. When we think about people growing, plants grow towards sunlight, people grow towards encouragement. People at the accountability level will you encourage them and help them to see themselves the way you see, the way that you see them. You can't give these people an inch, but you can give them a vision. So these folks... Those that are doing the bare minimum need ruthless accountability, but they also need constant recognition for a job well done. And casting vision and accountability coupled together, those two things are probably your biggest tools when it comes to dealing with people. Get them in line and then tell them what their future might look like if they just respond favorably, that you're partners in this and that that partnership can help them become more than they ever meant that they could be. 
So this is what I want you to do this week. I want you to dig into the accountable level and those folks that you identified last week that were at the accountable level, I want you to think about what have you gotten right with them and what have you gotten wrong with them? What is it that you can do now based on that? I want you to think about these people deeply. Take more than two minutes and really think about what have you done right? What have you done wrong? What would they say that you've done right and wrong? And then commit to doing something differently. Let me know how it goes. And if you could do me a huge favor and review the podcast uh, this month in January, uh, February, I'm going to be talking a lot about review the show, share the show. It's time to grow our numbers, teammates, together. Because if we grow our numbers, we grow our impact. And that's what we really want to do. So I hope you have a great day. It's been great hanging out with you. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa Podcast with Mark Tilshire. 